In fact, when I spoke to President Zelensky, I said, Billie Jean King sends you her regards and wants to know how she can help in an event. Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Wow. News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Man, it's good to be back. Good to be back on the radio. Uh, and the phone lines are open, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. And, uh, yeah, good to be back. And, uh, you know, I can't say it enough thanks to everybody who uh, who kind of had my back here uh, over the past few months and especially the past few weeks. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Jack Riccardi, Trey Ware, Greg Martin, Chris, Don, everybody, Elaine. And also J.D. Uh, for, for doing the show. Thank you, brother. I uh, appreciate it, uh, all the hard work you did uh, uh, while I was gone. And, uh, you know, I know a lot of people, just to kind of clear the air on this, a lot of people were concerned because, uh, you know, I went on the air uh, one day uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I know my voice sounded pretty crappy, and a lot of people were concerned because I didn't have much of a voice, and it sounded like I felt like hell. And, in fact, I did. And then I was gone the next day. And what happened, if you're, if you're not aware uh, I, I, I got, I got extremely dehydrated and I have this, uh, medical device, which is hanging off my belly, uh, that a lot of us know and love and I've had to deal with in the past. And it, it basically just sucks all the moisture and all the fluids out of your body and, and nutrients, even in the food you eat. And, uh, and you really have to replenish that stuff. Everything it takes out, you have to replenish and if you are in, unable to do that, then you get dehydrated, and that's what happened to me. And that Monday that I was on, I was at the very beginning of, of this dehydration because I, I hadn't been home very long. I'd only been home a few days, I think, from the last time they let me go from the hospital. And I wasn't on fluids or anything, and I got extremely dehydrated. My heart rate, my BP was like 60 over something. Uh, I was like apparently really, really close to either having a stroke or a heart attack, and so uh went into the uh emergency clinic they sent me to the icu at methodist and i was there for a few days and then uh, they put me on fluids and i was fine uh in fact because i I, you know there was very very little i could do i I was going to get dehydrated because of the way my body works and in relationship to this bag that i have and uh, i was actually in the hospital under doctor's care and they took me off the fluids again to see what would happen and i started to crash so uh, they couldn't send me home w- without IV fluids. So now talking to you, just to give you a, take you behind the curtain here, I- I'm sitting in my recliner where I spend 70% of my time with my feet up, and I have an IV pole right over my shoulder. So I get I get fluids 24 hours a day uh, until this whole thing is over, until I get this removed, which hopefully will be either next week or the week after that. I'm getting down to having this thing removed. It was... Uh, a temporary measure while my uh, while my uh, wounds healed, uh, and they call it a reversal. So I'll be having that done hopefully within the, within the next two weeks, and then we can get back on the path to normal. But that's what happened uh, when I was here the, when I tried to go on the air the last time. It wasn't because I went on too soon. It was just we didn't expect the dehydration and uh, to especially to that extreme. But I'm all right now, and uh, like I said, I got the fluids going, and I got all my meds, and. Uh, this is, Chris and Don, this is kind of a cool way to do a radio show. I, I'm stretched out in my recliner. I got my binky over my knees. I get a blankie over my knees. 
and uh, I got everything here around the recliner, and I'm I'm stretched out, man. This is like a comfy way to do a radio show. In the meantime, I'm I, sitting here freezing to death on a wooden stool. You're freezing your yeah. ass off on a wooden stool in a cold <laughs> studio. <laughs> and I'm in a lazy boy. Man, I tell you. It's great. So how you been, brother? All right. How about you? You, you feel you sound a lot better. I know we've been we've been keeping in touch a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah. I've been yeah, trying uh, to let you let you recover a little bit, and we could talk when you came back. So here yeah. you are. I had about five days. Well, I got I got released uh, last Friday, right night Friday evening. They let me go, and then they came and set up the IV here at the house. And I want to give a shout out to the home care people because they've been great. They come like three times a week, and I do physical therapy and the nurse comes out and checks me out make sure i'm okay and i I got i have a thing called a wound vac Mm -hmm. which is a vacuum attached to my wound that basically sucks out all the dirt and bacteria and stuff and and they got to come and clean that out every other day and uh but i know i feel great i mean for the most part i feel pretty good i'd be glad to get all this stuff behind me but uh we're, we're getting down to it so it was it seemed appropriate to go back on the air and and, and get this ball rolling again. And plus, there's, you know, is there anything to talk about? Any news breaking? Anything going on in the world? That, <laughs> is it kind of a slow news day? Yeah, you know, Sean, I, I don't know. I don't even know why you're here. I, mean, we could, I don't know why I bothered. <laughs> you know, there's absolutely talk nothing about, to talk about. Talk about the guy with the snakes in his pants in San Diego. I mean, that's a, the big. Oh, right. That little pesky war thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll get into that. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's really good to be back. And, again, I, I could get used to doing the show like this with my laptop on my knees and my legs stretched out. <laughs> I, I've developed some odd habits, though, in that I was in the hospital. I spent, you figure, for the past three months I've spent about 80% of my time in bed, uh, you know, either in a hospital bed or, or laying down here. And so my TV habits have gotten kind of odd. And that I watch a lot, I think I said this before, I watch a lot of cooking shows. I watched Guy Freaking Fieri for six hours yesterday. And and just his cooking shows. And uh, and I watch a lot of Food Channel stuff. And I don't know why. I've just developed this fascination. I can't eat any of that crap, but I'll sit and watch it. And I guess it's like I'm glad somebody gets to eat well, you know, at least, uh, you know, uh, on TV. And I, I'm, I'm, I don't know how to express this. this. This is just something that's happened. And I have a good friend who is experiencing the same thing. And that, and I, I, I say this with a certain measure of shame. I watch Matlock at least twice a day. <laughs> I'm watching Matlock. <laughs> no. We started running Matlock oh, on, at on 9.30 on MeTV. And I would wake my ass up in the hospital to watch it. To watch Matlock, and I would actually get pissed off because the physical therapy person would come right around 9:30. Mm-hmm. So I'm halfway through an episode of Matlock, and the physical therapy person shows up, and I never as expressed this outwardly, but I'm like, you couldn't have come a half hour later, so I could see the outcome of this episode. And I have to tell you, my my, I know a certain Jewish cowboy up in the hill country, who is going through the same thing, watching Matlock three or four times a day, and I don't know what that says about us. But I'm I, I I just can't get enough of the matlock. I, I have I have passed through the veil. I am now officially over the hill. Well, here's how matlock is going to end. And I've I've watched two whole episodes of matlock in my life. <laughs> it's going to end. He's going he's going to walk out of a courtroom in a in a powder blue suit and nosh on a hot dog at some point. Yes, and that that will be it. Man, that's that's how it ends. Andy it's Griffith, a great show. Dog. 
I watch it twice a day at least. So yes, twice your, a day. Your TV watching has now gotten weird or odd. A smidge. There was a Matlock marathon on the other day, and I sat and watched three or four episodes in a row. I did. I'm not. I'm not proud of that. I'm just saying, I I am now officially over the hill. And if you see me, I got this big gray beard because uh, I haven't shaved since I went into the hospital. I haven't shaved in three months, so I look like a because I've lost about eighty pounds. I'm a skinny Matlock watching hobo. I am. I, that's just where I am right now. I'm well, a crazy look, old man. Looks like skinny Santa on Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. That's what I look like. <laughs> you I don't look like skinny Santa. You don't need to get a cane because you just walk with your IV pole everywhere. Yeah, you can. I walk with my IV. I drag my IV pole everywhere I go. You can hear the rattle of it down the hall. So you know, old, get out of Sean's way. He's got something to do in the bathroom there. It'll be so, back to watch. Know. Be back to watch more Matlock and cooking shows. Got to get back in time before the commercial break. I want to see how this court case ends for Matlock, for Ben. I call him Ben. I feel like we're friends now. <laughs> we're on a first-name basis, see? Me and old Ben Matlock yeah. are on a first-name basis at this point. Then Kinky and I talk on the on the phone at night and discuss the latest episode. Right. So, you know, there it is. There's my life. There's my life. All right. I, Two ones I have to send you some better TV shows. Of the why can't I just have my Matlock? Well, people, you know, I, I, say, on, I, I say on the Facebook that I'm watching Matlock, and people are like, well, you could be watching this, or you could be watching... Let me have my Matlock. It, like, you know, do I have to give up my Matlock? Can, let me just have my Matlock. No, I'm not saying you have to give up your Matlock, Sean. I would never be. Okay. I would never interfere with that. Thank you. I'm just Thank saying you. that perhaps there's something a little more... not so old fogey that you could perhaps watch and enjoy. Like, After Matlock is done, but you know, and don't tell me murder she wrote. I'll go over there and kick your ass. So you no, have... I can't do murder she wrote. Right. I will say that I can't go down. I can't do the Tom Bosley thing. I, I can't do murder she wrote. Angela Lansbury. That I can't. I have watched a few episodes of the Waltons. I will admit that. Well, see, that's a fine program. I, I will watch the Waltons every now and again, but th- then I feel too too rednecky and I turn it off. <laughs> Saying goodnight to everybody. Yeah, he says goodnight What's fifteen that? times. <laughs> no, I, 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 go, I could do maybe one episode of Wal- Waltons, the Waltons, a, a, a week. Right. But the Matlock, baby, I got the Matlock rolling twice a day. So there you go. Good for you, Sean boy. <laughs> Sean boy. Oh, God. Yeah, good night, Sean Good night, boy. Grandma. Good night, Grandpa. Good night, yeah, yeah. Good night, Jim, Bob, Joe, Bob, whatever the hell. Good night, Jar Jar. Jar Jar. Hey, John boy, go get a freaking job, dude. All right, 2105. It's the Depression, baby. Get a freaking job. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Am I an old fart because I watch Matlock? Taking your calls. Uh, actually, we'll get into the news when we get back. It is Sean Rima on News Talk five fifty KTSA. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk five fifty KTSA and FM one zero seven one. And we're back. News Talk five fifty KTSA FM one zero seven one. It's Sean back uh, from the hospital. Hanging out with it, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. So, wow, Ukraine, yeah, um, th- that broke, uh, I think it was the s- first night I was in the ICU, uh, if I'm not uh, mistaken. And, you know, I, you know, I told you about my bizarre TV watching habits, and for the first few months, <laughs> first few months I was in the hospital, I, I watched very little news. And I actually made it a habit not to watch the news while I was in uh, in the hospital. And, you know, just to take a break from it and focus on getting healthy and, and uh, uh, 
Also, you know, a lot of people in and out of the room, and you never know how people are going to respond to, you know, Fox News being on the TV. So I, for a lot of reasons, I just don't, I didn't watch the news. I just took a break from it. But then uh, I was watching the news when the, when the Ukraine, I saw the Ukraine stuff pop it up on my phone, so I turned it on, and pretty much from that point forward, I was watching most of the news. I take a break every now and again and watch Guy Fieri, but mostly I'm just watching the news, watching this whole thing unfold. And, you know, I got a couple of thoughts because now we're, you know, we're talking a lot about uh, uh, this business of the threat of of NATO and uh, Putin, you know, was concerned about uh, Ukraine joining NATO because then he's got got all kinds of weaponry pointed at his uh, defensive weaponry and offensive weaponry pointed at his country. And we talked about it on where in Rima, you know, if, uh, if Russia... Uh, started loading up uh, uh, Mexico with uh, with some of this hardware just across our border. You know, we'd be uh, prone to do something. Uh, there was harken back to the Cuban Missile Crisis, which was really the same thing, and uh, we would be alarmed as well uh, in that sense. But I look at it. I look at people based upon what they do and not what they claim. First off. The fact that anybody is surprised by this uh, is is bizarre to me. I I figured Putin was just kind of waiting until Trump got out of office. I figure Putin figured if Biden gets in, that's going to be his opportunity to go into Ukraine. He's not going to do it while Trump was in office because Trump was a badass and he was unpredictable and uh, he was a tough guy. But uh, Biden, pfft. Uh, we talk about cyber stuff and hacking and all that, and we had uh, the hacking from uh, a few months ago or however many months ago, a year ago it was, when you had all these major companies, corporations, and even utilities that were hacked uh, in the early months of the Biden administration. And I had the feeling at that point it was a test run of some kind. So I think Biden is the key to why Putin went into Ukraine when he did. I, I do I, I'm not discounting that he has genuine fears or genuine concerns about Ukraine joining NATO. I, I don't think he rolled into Ukraine because of anything Kamala Harris said. Nobody gives a crap what she says. She's in Poland now for a photo op and talking the same meaningless gibberish that she she spews all around the world. That says a lot without saying anything at all. <coughs> okay, she's a clown show. That's all she is. I don't know. I don't know what the point of sending her to Poland is, other than a photo op. But I think the whole rolling into Ukraine thing was in the works long before uh, Trump got out of office. I just think he didn't want to do it while Trump was in office. Biden, yes. I think all that hacking, that, that hacks, the hacks that took place, the cyber stuff that took place uh, in the early days of Biden's presidency were a test run. I believe the concerns about NATO to a certain extent, for a guy like Putin, are an excuse, a a, a happy uh, uh, reason, a convenient reason for him to do what he's wanted to do for a long time. Because in his initial comments, remember the really bizarre speech he gave where he's talking about Nazis and, and all this crap, and apparently they've been telling their own troops that Ukraine was overrun by uh, neo-Nazis, and, and they have to go in and rescue them, blah, blah, blah. But for Putin, it's an ego trip. It's about restoring the motherland. It's really what it is. It's very Hitlerian. 
I think there's a lot of ego. And when I say look at what a person does as opposed to what they claim or what they say, look at how he's conducting this war. This is a blood fest. This is revenge for something. This is punishment. This isn't, I'm concerned about you being in NATO. This is, I want you eradicated from the face of the earth. I want you under heel. He bombed a children's hospital, a maternity hospital. He's bombing civilian neighborhoods. The cost to to the civilian population of Ukraine is extremely high, and I don't buy this number that it's only 700 dead, or however many. It's got to be higher than that. This is a blood march. This is this is Putin. This is evil. This is uh, this is bloodletting. This is, you know, uh, uh, going after the most vulnerable of the population. You know, in other words, there's a level of contempt here, in my opinion, when it comes to Putin. There's a level. Oh, I got to take a break. There's a level of contempt for the Ukrainian people in the way he's conducting this war that says it's 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 about more than a con- a concern for Ukraine joining NATO. What do you think? 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Yeah, man, we're back. Newstalk 550 KTSA FM 1071 with your old weird Uncle Sean. Back on the radio. Talking about Ukraine, talking about all kinds of stuff, and the phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. Let's talk to Greg on line one. Greg, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing all right. I was just thinking about Ukraine. Um, Anyway, uh, welcome back, and I'm glad you're okay. Um, Man, for the last couple weeks, I've been having like a pit in my stomach about what's going on over there. Um, I mean, now we're abandoning NATO. It's like... What the hell? I I don't know what's going on. I don't know where this is going, but I'm scared, and I'm just letting you know. I, yeah, I have to get it off my chest. No, no, man. A lot of people are ill at ease. I'm, I'm a little worried too because I, I don't know where this could go. I, you know, and the thing that gets me, and uh, about a guy like Putin, uh, you know, how whatever his feelings are towards NATO, this is a guy who is, this is his moment. You know what I mean? This is his moment where he, in a sense, is in total control. And he's he's uh, doing a lot of death dealing in Ukraine. He's killing a lot of people. He's an and animal. He, he's, you he's know, an animal. He's, yeah. he's, got the, he's got the largest nuclear plant in, 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 in uh, Europe at his disposal. He's moving towards the second largest. Uh, now we find out there might be these bio labs in Ukraine, which, uh, you know, if he gets his hands on. My concern with a guy like Putin is if he gets cornered, you know, does he react like a big screw you and just start, you know, popping nukes off? The other uh, thing I'm worried about is the border being open and with, like, assassins just, you know, oh, yeah. they're everywhere. He's hiring Chechens, which they've taken care of kind of, North Africans. Um, you don't know who's coming through the border. You know, you're going to have a- attempts on, you know, Bolton. He's got an attempt on his life. Oh, right, right. You know. I mean, where's Fauci? I mean, oh, my gosh. I just don't it's, know what's going on here. Yeah, it's a crazy scene. we got to ride the storm out, though, man. I appreciate the call, Greg. we got we got to ride the storm out. You just point your bow towards the wave and ride it out. Keep your faith in God. I tell you what, that's what's kept me going. Uh, not just my personal experiences with, with the medical thing, but just in general with, with where the world is right now, is I keep going back to my faith. 
and I've been praying a lot, a lot. And you just got to have faith, baby, that we'll survive all this. Let's go to Alan on line two. Alan, how you doing? Hey, good, Sean. It's uh, great to hear your wonderful voice and <laughs> and listen to your outstanding opinion again. So uh, well, thank, thank you, you very so much. much. Uh, glad you're back. Uh, I, I got an opinion about what's going on. I I uh, joined the military in 76, and, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff. And I really just – I retired in 2018, and so there's wow. uh, four decades of stuff <laughs> that I remember. But the one thing I do remember was Ivan uh, always being the um, – I don't know, the the one that we had to be careful with. And, uh, and I truly do think that there isn't just one thing <laughs> – that is uh, causing uh, this, you know, Putin to do what it is that he's uh, doing. And it's not just Putin. Russia is doing what it is that they're doing. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm sorry, just a quick second. How are you doing, Trish? <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, it worked. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> We're both at work. It's okay. <laughs> sorry. Uh, uh, so um, I, I truly do believe that because of the decades of stuff that a military guy like myself uh, went through and seeing how it was that Putin, during a, the time that he was a young man, he got his his butt kicked. I mean, they really, I mean, really, when you think about it, the Western world and the United States in particular um, basically kicked their teeth down their throat and said, hey, yeah, back up. Guess what? These right. whole, all of these countries that are in here. Uh, they, they're they're going to be free now. Uh, during right. the time I was in Latvia, and um, and you know same same neck of the woods. Uh, while I was in Latvia, one thing I I noticed about the Latvian people is is that they they spoke German, of course, because at one time Germany rolled through there, and they spoke Russian, and then uh, they spoke Latvian. And they and and you could see as you were walking around the place that there were people that were, you know, Russians because you know they they basically moved those people into Russia, and they you know took them as migrant workers and then they brought them back and so they're sympathizers all along that Baltic state border that at one time was where the United States isolated isolated the USSR, so during that time. While we, military guys, and us, you, I would imagine also, Sean, we were indoctrinated that, you know, the, the, that the Russian is, is, is bad and we got to be real careful and, you know, we got we to gotta watch out for him. Well, I believe that Putin was also being indoctrinated in the same way in that, right. that Western states were bad. And so I think it's a kind of a culmination, I'm sorry, of, of – old stuff that happened in the past and then you know it just kind of right. is coming to a head now obviously when trump was in office this guy didn't want a bunch of tomahawk missiles shoved <laughs> up his no right shoved up his butt. Yeah, <laughs> no know? he didn't mess with trump <laughs> yeah that's what i'm saying trump getting out of trump in office was that's why i thought the whole russian collusion thing was so laughable it's like the last guy that they were in office right now was trump <laughs> Exactly. You know, yeah. this guy will kick, kick their teeth down their throat again. Right. And, and so now with all of this years, this history of all this stuff and, you know, because Kamala Harris says something, oh, come God. on, really? I mean, that's a joke. It, it's a lot of different things. But the one thing that is very clear, at least in my mind, is that Trump is no longer in office. And this yes. was the time for him to say, you know what? 
you know, enough is enough. I'm I'm going to roll in here. Now, I I also right. don't think that he was you know thought that the uh, you know that he was going to meet as much resistance. Right. As, as I think that is. was a job. I got to run here. I'm just out of time. But thank you for your service. Thank you for your call. I, I yeah. I I think he was he he was surprised by the resistance he's received. Uh, and let's talk about that a little bit more when we get back. It's Sean on New Song 550 KTSA. Russia at war with Ukraine. Get the latest and stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back, 952 on News Talk 550 KTSA. You know, I might have to get rid of Jarvis. I might have to adopt him out, adopt Jarvis out, my cat. Stinking cat's more famous than I am. What do you mean, Jar Jar? Jarvis! His name is Jarvis. Well, because I, I, I got up this morning, and I, you know, frankly, you know, I haven't been up at 5.30 in the morning in a long time. Was, I've been on hospital hours, so I've been staying up till 2 or 3 in the morning and sleeping in till you know, later on. I just haven't really had much of a schedule. And uh, so today is the first day I got up at 5.30 and uh, came out to set up my little home studio here, which is in the living room. And I got five cats snuggled up on the recliners. They're like a pride. They're like a, they're like a gang, a feline gang. And I, I took a picture of it, and I posted it on Facebook. Here's my home studio overrun by, by cats. And, you know, I keep getting messages. Which one is Jarvis? Tammy sent me a, a comment. Which one's Jarvis? They all want to know which one is Jarvis. So if you're on the face puke and you're looking at the picture of all my stinking cats, Jarvis is the one sitting up, the most famous cat in San Antonio. Everybody loves Jarvis. I like the messages say, hey, Jar Jar. Yeah, people have picked up on your mispronunciation of my cat's name, and now they're giving me hell about it. Which one's Jar Jar? LOL. LOL. I'm tired of standing in your shadows there, Jarvis relationship might not work speaking of animals did you hear about the guy in uh, san diego who had uh i don't know he was smuggling exotic animals across the border and he got caught don morgan was talking about this earlier and he had like 40 horned lizards in his clothing and a whole bunch of snakes down his pants he had snakes in his pants he put snakes in his pants. Well, where else are you supposed to keep them? Well, does he figure that nobody will notice because somebody's just going to look at him and go, boy, you're special. You know, well, I mean. They, they were constrictor pants. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Wouldn't he be worried? And they're in little baggies. Mm. Put them in little baggies. Right. Dude, a snake can bite through a baggie, man, I would think. Because that would really hurt, man, a snake biting on your... That would hurt anywhere, well, you know. Especially there. Well, especially there. No, I got no contraband! <laughs> got a little baby diamond back that's latched on there. Right. What are you in here for? Well, you know, I knocked over three liquor stores. How about you? I had snakes on my pants. <laughs> A diamond back attached to the jewels. Diamond back was on the jewels. Wouldn't let go. I screamed 
and they caught me. And who's buying horned lizards? You know, I mean, what, is there a big market for horned lizards in this no country? Idea. Right now? It must be. Fentanyl and horned lizards? Is that what they want? <laughs> Give me some fentanyl and a couple of horned lizards to go with that. If you lick a horned lizard, do you get high? I'm just saying. They could be wine. Do you ever meet a woman who was into exotic animals and had, like, tarantulas and snakes and crap? you ever meet, like, a goth chick? I met a couple in the 80s who had pet snakes and tarantulas. You want to meet my scorpion? You know, scorpions yeah you know this is my scorpion named pinky you know and, and they're all they're always like you know weird chicks you know only weird people collect exotic animals you ever notice that like n- normal people don't collect exotic animals right. i'm saying weird people collect exotic animals only weird people would want a freaking horned toad in their in their in their exotic animal collection that's all i'm not saying they don't have a right to vote or they shouldn't be citizens i'm just saying People who collect weird animals tend to be weird themselves. It squirts blood from its eye. <laughs> it squirts blood from its eye. Isn't that cool? I work at the library, you know. I'm just saying. TCU I'm a, fans. I'm a preschool teacher. <laughs> I work at a record store. <laughs> you want to see my horned toad? <laughs> I keep it in my pants. <laughs> no, it's okay. They go past. Thank you. So anyway, uh, I guess there's a big horned to- horned lizard market in this country. Can you imagine the you know, if he had approached some lady at a bar prior to that, and then she hears about this? You know, he told me he had an anaconda down there, and I thought he was just bragging about something. But he was- I thought he was just bragging. <laughs> I thought he was just trying to be more than he is. Dude was Turned legit. out he had a damn boa constrictor down there. <laughs> I didn't expect a pair of eyes looking back at me. <laughs> Sorry. It's going to be back for one day. Anyway. Yeah, that was it. Well, that would be a bit of a surprise, wouldn't it? Well, no, anything's possible. Anything's possible in this dumb world. All right. Let's take a little breaky, wakey, wakey. Especially during molting season. What the hell? Is that mine? I didn't know you're a Gentile. Yeah, All right, perhaps you should moisturize or something. <laughs> All right. You know that makes dust. <laughs> All right. Okay. No. <laughs> All right. Oh. We may be back. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. The coverage of Ukraine has revealed a pretty radical disparity in how human Ukrainians look and feel to Western media compared to their browner and blacker counterparts. Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Oh, God. News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. Oh, of course, Joy. Oh, stinking Joy, stinking Reed. Of course, it's because they're white people. And white people only feel comfortable around white people. And white people only want to help white people. Because the Ukrainians are white, that's why white America and white Europe is so concerned about them, right? Right, because that makes sense. She should sit down and shut up, man, honestly. Every time she opens her mouth, man, she says something stupid. And yet she's, you know, a highly paid commentator on TV. 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Uh, it is the Sean Show, and I'm Sean. Good to be back. 
Uh, thanks for all. I'm getting a lot of messages where people are welcoming me, welcoming me, welcoming me back. And uh, I appreciate that. 210-599-5555. And, and we're, you know, like you, uh, like a lot of you, uh, you're all listening to talk radio, so you're a lot of, you're, you, you folks are news watchers. And uh, I've been watching the news pretty much around the clock for the most part. I, I slip a little Matlock in here now and again and some Guy Fieri cooking shows. But mostly I've been watching the news since this Ukraine story broke. And so I, I, I brought this up last hour. And, and now well, the other thing that we're seeing, too, and this is really kind of disturbing because I told you last hour, and you know this, how he, he's got his hands on the largest nuclear plant, largest uh, nuclear reactor uh, in uh, in Europe. And I think he has troops moving towards the second largest. And now we hear, and this is really bizarre, we hear uh, the Undersecretary of State under oath being questioned by Marco Rubio about biolabs in Ukraine that have been there for some time. Uh, Do you have it? Yeah, sure, sure. Let's listen to it if we have it. That'd be great. Um, Does Ukraine have chemical or biological weapons? Uh, Ukraine has uh, biological research facilities, which, in fact, we are now quite concerned Russian troops, Russian forces may be seeking to uh, gain control of. So we are working with the Ukrainians on how they can prevent any of those research materials from falling into the hands of uh, Russian forces should they approach. I'm sure you're aware that the Russian propaganda t- groups are already putting out there all kinds of information about how they've uncovered a plot by the Ukrainians to release biological weapons in the country and with NATO's coordination. If there's a biological or chemical weapon incident or uh, or attack inside of Ukraine, is there any doubt in your mind that 100 percent it would be the Russians that would be behind it? There is no doubt in my mind, Senator, and it is classic Russian uh, technique to blame on the other guy what they're planning to do themselves. Wow. And there's a lot of interesting uh, uh, aspects to our response in that if it were, it, it's got to be some kind of weapons, bioweapons lab. And the reason I say that is why would she be worried? Why would anybody, anybody be worried about the Russians getting their hands on something that was not a weapon? You know, if it was just doing, like, I don't know, is there such a thing as generic bio-research? I don't know. But if you're concerned about the bad guys getting their hands on it, it can only be because it's some kind of bio-weapon uh, research. And then, of course, we have to ask, wh- wh- why Why are we, are we funding? The, why do we have bio-labs in Ukraine? And how long have they been there? Uh, you damn skippy, a guy like Putin would want to get his hands on such things. But, uh, you know, it's just really, it's really dicey stuff. And we had a guy call up Greg. He called up last hour and said, this stuff's really making him worried. And I think a lot of us are. It's a very troublesome situation because, again, you, you have to go with Putin's actions to tell you what you need to know about Putin. He, he is not conducting this war as somebody who is merely trying to show some strength uh, or or bring uh, another nation to heal so they won't join join NATO. I mean, there's some serious bloodletting going on here. And he's going after weapons, 
and apparently bioweapons as well, that, you know, uh, would be devastating for more than just the Ukrainians. Not to mention he's, you know, we're, we're, he's targeting civilian neighborhoods. I mean, he's bombing the crap out of civilian neighborhoods. Uh, we've heard stories of folks uh, trying to leave uh, Kiev and trying to leave uh, other cities that they've already taken, and they're being shot. They're shooting at him for trying to leave. You know, not to mention the bombing uh, of a of a maternity hospital, a children's hospital, essentially. So, you know, he's he's on the warpath, and I think, as I said last hour, <coughs> and I'd like to hear what you think. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. In your opinion, is this just about NATO? Is this just about the concern with Ukraine joining NATO and then on uh, his border having a, a, a country that would be equipped by NATO? Is that what his primary concern is? Or do you think there's something else going on here with Putin? Uh, I have to opt for there's something else going on here. And I think the the concerns about NATO, and I, I'm sure they're genuine, honestly, uh, but he's not conduct. again, it doesn't seem to me, now I'm not a military expert, but it doesn't seem to me like he's conducting this war uh, like somebody who merely has NATO concerns. He, he's slaughtering people. Uh, let's go to Chris on line one. Chris, you're on Newstalk 550 KTSA. What are you thinking? Hey, Sean, thanks for taking my call. I had a conversation sure. with a buddy of mine the other day. He's 82 years old, and he was like, he said he was like two years old when Pearl Harbor got attacked, and I guess wow. how, it, how it affected him uh, and his family. I guess they were watching TV, and he still remembers it to this day. That's how much it affected him, and I was like right. 1,500 miles away, 2,400 Americans died. Now, you know, to know the psychological makeup of your enemy is kind of important. So in 1941, in Operation Barbarossa, Hitler and Nazi Germany attacked Russia, which they had a pact they wouldn't attack one another. Five oh, that's right, million, right. Five million Russians got killed. Okay, and that's not my generation. I'm only 57. That was Putin and their generation. Hmm. So uh, their psychological makeup... Put, Put communism and capitalism aside for a second. When when they say that uh, they'll never let that happen again, their psychological makeup is, you know, hey, NATO, you know, not don't think of the United States. Think of NATO as a as an empire building. Well, wait a second. You're going to move mis- missiles into Ukraine? You can you can right. see that they do have a legitimate concern. Just like we had a legitimate concern of missiles in Cuba, and at right. the same time, and I just found this out that we had put missiles in Turkey. So Kennedy cut a deal with uh, uh, the Soviet Union. Okay, we'll we'll move those missiles out of Turkey if you move them out of Cuba. So a lot of the if we want peace, why, why not keep Ukraine neutral? It has been since the end of the Cold War. You know, it's a proxy war we've been having for the last 30 years, and it's it's destroying the world. I mean, uh, you know, so 
so recognizing our enemy's concern, they might be legitimate concerns. That's all I'm saying. If we want, no, to- I, and I'm not saying they're not. I'm just saying, is he fighting? Is he conducting the war in line with that concern? Because that's what like seems a little because- screwy to me. It seems to me like he's going way, way beyond uh, conducting a war with concerns about, you know, Ukraine joining NATO. Well, That's my concern. For all these years, as he's been, as he like, I had a conversation with a buddy of mine. Is, is he trying to take over the world? Is he trying to build an empire? Well, he's been in there for all these years. Uh, you know, leaders uh, have met with them. They've been they've, they've been part of the world community for all these years. You know, he doesn't. To me, it doesn't seem like he's. Uh, you know, trying to do an empire building and take over the world or take up over Europe. He's not acting in that sense, in my in my opinion, in the last 20 years of watching all this. But I, ju- I just wanted to throw that in right. there. All right. Well, no, thanks for the opinion, and we'll keep talking about it. 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. that's kind of the big question. Is this really just about NATO or is this about something beyond NATO that is maybe even more personal to a guy like Putin? Because... Again, all I'm saying is it it seems personal uh, in in the way he's conducting this war in that, yeah, certainly there's a lot of tactical stuff going on with uh, surrounding Kiev and and going after the nuclear facilities uh, and and things of that nature, but there's also a lot of brutality, a lot of pointless brutality. It doesn't really make a lot of sense if you're merely trying to keep Ukraine from joining NATO. And, uh, and, and and I could be completely off base about that. It's just it's my it's my initial opinion watching a lot of this footage and, and, and seeing the movements as explained, you know, uh, as far as uh, uh, what the soldiers, what the Russian troops are doing when they get into a town, how they encircle it and, and how they uh, are towards the civilian population. There seems to be little or no concern for the civilian population especially when you're considering that these missiles are being lobbed into civilian neighborhoods and apartment blocks and things of that nature. So, I don't know. What do you think? 210-599-5555. We'll take a break. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Hey, this is David Van Camp, and you're listening to Newstalk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. And we're back. Newstalk 550 KTSA. I'm Sean Hyde. Good to be back. The phone lines are open, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Let me know what you're thinking. We're talking about Ukraine, obviously. And a couple of things. Again, I, I what I keep coming back to is how he's fighting this war, which is brutal. And now, uh, if you're watching the Fox News, Russia confirms use of vacuum bombs. Have you heard about these? These are insidious. These are missiles, essentially, that you shoot into a place, shoot into a building, let's say. And there are two explosions. It, it, there's one. The initial blast releases a bunch of smoke, gas and smoke, which infiltrates every nook and cranny of wherever you've shot this. It gets into people's lungs basically sucks all the oxygen out of a, out of an area. And then there's a secondary blast, which ignites the smoke. So it sends all this gas and smoke into an area, and then the second, and so you breathe it in, 
uh, and the secondary blast ignites that stuff, and you're basically your lungs explode. And again, that's you know a real. What is the need for that? What is the again? There's there's some brutality to, not some. There's a hell of a lot of brutality going on with how Putin is conducting this war, and it's largely brutality that is uh, that is focused on civilians. And so, to me, that just feels personal in some weird way. It feels more than just a concern about NATO, but I, I don't know. Again, what do you think? Those are just my thoughts. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. As far oh, and, and John Kerry and the you know it, it's still this obsession with climate change. And you think the refugee problem across Europe is going to be bad because of Ukraine? Wait till the climate change refugees start showing up. John Kerry at this point has no reason to exist other than to run his ugly mouth about freaking climate change, man. He's the one who famously said it's our number one national security threat. And uh, and, and that's why nobody gives a crap what John Kerry has to say about anything. Uh, Sean Penn is out there saving the world again. Uh, Sean Penn. Oh, God. So initially, uh, this didn't get reported a lot, thankfully so, but initially in the first few days of the of the of the of the Russians moving in, into Ukraine, Sean Stinkin' Penn flies into Kiev to make a documentary about the Russians taking over. I think he left rather quickly when he realized the Russians are shooting at people and lobbing missiles. And now we have this uh, business of uh, these MiG fighters or these Russian-based jets that uh, Poland wants to give the Ukrainians, but they have to uh, get them to Ukraine via an American uh, air base, I believe. And uh, we're uh, a little dodgy on that because uh, it, it may appear to the Russians that we are engaging them directly by sending jet fighters to Ukraine from an American air base, which I think is a bunch of crap. I think we're being wimpy at that point. Just send them the damn planes. But it's okay because Sean Penn is demanding that we send the planes. Sean Penn. Um, Sean Penn is one of those celebrities, one of those actors. You know, he's he's, he, he's a fine actor. I, I, I miss the days when, I, I know he's in this new movie that's getting a lot of praise called um, uh, Licorice Pizza, I think it's called. And Sean Penn has a small role in that. And, and I've said it a thousand times before, and it's absolutely true. Sean Penn is a phenomenal film actor, which is why it's such a shame he's such a douche uh, in his real life. Because Sean Penn has gotten to that point where I can't suspend my belief enough to, to watch him in a movie, and he could be giving the, the performance of a lifetime. He is, again, bar none, one of the finest film actors this country has produced. But he's also an idiot. And he's one of these celebrities for whom being a, a multimillionaire, A-list, well, I don't know if he's A-list anymore. But being, you know, a big fat movie star just ain't enough for him, man. For some reason, it's just not enough. So he, he's claimed to be a journalist on occasion, which he is not. He's actually a lousy writer if you've ever read his stuff. 
and I say he's a lousy writer because essentially he just mimics Hunter Thompson. And if your whole writing style is an imitation of somebody else's writing style, you are a crappy writer. And uh, and also he's saving the world. You know, he's he's got to get in there to Ukraine and make a documentary. Uh, gets a little dicey for him. He gets the hell out. Uh, and and now he's demanding that we send these jets from Poland. And guys like that, now i got to take a break. It, it's true, man. Can't you just be happy to be a movie star? Chris, you know, if I was a multi, if I was getting paid multi-millions of dollars to be in a stinking movie, that'd be okay for me. That'd be enough. Yeah, you have to I stick with multi-millions it. doing radio. Well, if I got paid multi-millions of dollars to be in radio, I'd be fine. I wouldn't want to go out there and save the world on top of it. Just be happy with your life, Sean. Let's go to. Do we have time for Charles, real quick? Charles, very quickly, you're on line one. What's going on with you? Okay, look, uh, I just wanted to comment on Sean Penn. Okay, look what happened when he went to go down to Chapo Guzman. Next day, Chapo Guzman was done. I've always felt that he's part of the CIA. I'm not going to tell you this, but I've been looking at social media. They said where he met with Zelensky was the bottom of that hospital that just got bombed. But Zelensky's smart. He keeps moving around. So I just right. wanted to put that out there. I don't know if it's true or not, but I just wanted to let you know what. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Uh, Sean Penn is he a CIA operative, or is no, he just that's a what dumbass? They're saying because it, it's a dumbass and a CIA operative. But if you look at what they're saying <laughs> on social media, right. look at Chuck Barris. Look at Chuck Barris. They said he was Chuck Barris. That's right. That's yeah, right. They out. said he was a CIA operative. All right, I got to go. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on Newstalk five fifty KTSA. And we're back. Newstalk five fifty KTSA FM one zero seven one. I'm Sean. Talking about Ukraine and whatever's on your brain. I didn't mean for that to rhyme. Talk about Ukraine and whatever's on your brain. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. I am broadcasting live from my living room. And just so you know, Jarvis is picking a fight with Lana. Uh, Lana's another one of my cats. So if you hear a cat fight in the background, that's that's the explanation. They go Jar Jar. Jarvis. Cat's name is, the cat's name is Jarvis. It's the most famous cat in San Antonio. And uh, Jarvis and Lana scrap it up every now and again. So I'm just warning you that uh, there is a cat fight brewing right to my left. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. And that wasn't a political statement, right? It's literally no. to the left, the cat fight? Yes, literally physically to the left. They're not liberal cats. We allow no liberal creatures in this house. Um, oh, I just saw some video of Kamala in Poland. Well, there's a brilliant move. You know what she was doing? I couldn't hear it because I got the volume down, obviously. But you know what she was doing? She was laughing. You know that stupid, nervous laugh of hers? You know, when she, it's like when she doesn't know what to say, she laughs nervously. She's just trying not to say a Polish joke. She's trying not to say. <laughs> How many Polacks does it take to screw in a light bulb? None, because we're not using light bulbs because it hurts the earth. <laughs> God, Chris. <laughs> we're going to change out all your light bulbs in Poland to more climate-friendly light bulbs. Uh, what about these planes? You're going to um, well, you know, Poland is a country in Europe, and uh, uh, Russia is also a country in, in Europe, and, and they both have light bulbs. 
thought you were going to say Poland is a country in Europe where they make poles. <laughs> they make poles. <laughs> you guys are the best exporter of poles than any other country on earth. I was told not to make Polish jokes in Poland because basically that's wrong. It's <laughs> like so wrong. What was that radio? I wish I'd been on the radio the day after that she gave that interview where she was like, so, okay, Russia is a big country and Ukraine is a smaller country and, like, the bigger country went into the little country and that's wrong. You know, I mean, why do they send her anywhere? Why is she in Poland? What is she going to do? If the fate of Western civilization rests on Kamala Harris's shoulders, we're doomed, man. We're already doomed. You'd be better off sending H&R Puffin stuff to Poland to work this thing out, man. You'd be better off sending my damn cat Jarvis to Poland to work this out. What is she doing there? You know, I mean, you have to want, and I know this is cynical, and you'll probably think I'm a racist, and then we'll go to the phone. But you get the feeling they send Kamala out to places because they figure nobody will criticize her because she's a black chick. There, I said it. Her own staff hates her guts, man. Does she have any staff left? Has she has she gone to like a temp agency at this point? Because her own staff hates her guts and they've all taken off. Here's Oscar on line two. Oscar, how you doing? Yeah, I'm doing okay. Uh, I just want to comment on uh, everybody seems to forget uh, what happened in uh, 2013 and 2014 when Obama sent uh, John McCain, Victoria Newland, into Ukraine to help overthrow uh, the government there. And uh, they put their main goal was to put an anti-Russian government in there, in place. And that's what they did. And I'm surprised, you know, nobody is even talking about it or remembers it. Well, and, and certainly uh, a guy like Zelensky was was kind of a, a, a Trump-type guy. In, in that he came out and he's not he really wasn't a politician prior to this he's more of a populist guy uh you know i understand what you're saying and uh again even if it's an anti-russian government that's in place does that justify what putin's doing right now no no I, i'm right. not saying putin's an angel but it certainly uh help uh, create hostilities right. between both nations. Right, right, and, right. And I think uh, from past events uh, that I remember, uh, uh, Ukraine had a big problem uh, paying Russia for natural gas. And, I'm not uh, sure about that. I'd have to look into that. You know, Burisma and then Joe Bi- uh, Biden's son, Hunter, was... Uh, Right. A big shot in Burisma, you know, and this, this guy is uh, knows as much about uh, energy as he does about right. painting. Well, in other words, the Bidens know? have been kind of involved in Ukraine since the Obama days. So, yeah. So. And, and then you get a war there, and then uh, uh, who benefits from all of this? Uh, number one, uh, oil companies, the price of 
energy is. Uh, I don't think the oil companies are benefiting from it right now. I think they would be if, uh, if, if in this country we could produce more of our own, they'd be making money hand over fist. Well, don't you think uh, when you look at the price at the gas pump, uh, don't you think somebody's making money off of that? Yeah, but uh, again, one of the reasons that it's going up is because of availability and because we, ha- we do have to import. If we were energy yeah. independent and we're buying, ro- we're, I mean, there's a ban now, but we have been buying Russian oil and Russian uh, oil from a lot of folks around the world. Whereas right. if we were producing, we were getting ready under Trump to export oil to a lot of these other countries, and we would have been making all kinds of money if we were exporting oil instead of importing it. Right. So you, you, have an anti, you have an anti, you have basically have a government in place that is anti-fossil fuels and, and, and wants to force everybody into this Green New Deal stuff, which is all about control. It's really not about the environment. It's really not about uh, that it's a safer way to consume energy because it really isn't. No, it's um, not. You know, so I prices are going up, I guess, because uh, of a lot of these restrictions that were placed on the oil industry by the Biden administration after the Trump administration left. Yes, the Trump, that, Trump administration loosened a lot of that stuff up. And again, yes, when you hear our own government now saying energy independence wouldn't solve any of our problems right now, you know oh, they're full of crap because we already are. experienced it. I so, mean, we were doing fine. Yeah. So, you know, it's you know? Of, I got to go, man. I appreciate the call. It's a bunch of crap. And it's the Russia. It's because of the, the Russians' invasion of Ukraine. You know, it's these evil, greedy oil companies that are gouging the prices, and there's no evidence of that. You know, uh, it, it's just you're being bullcrapped. I mean, left and right, on why the ga- the the prices were going up months before uh, Putin ever rolled into Ukraine. Oh, I got Adam. Uh, let's take Adam real quick. Adam, how you doing? I'm doing great. You know, uh, Sean, you know, that's other you know, John Kerry, that idiot, he could he could start his own hot air company, you know, just a bunch of u- useless nonsense. Uh, but, you know, Al Gore sitting pretty. Uh, sure, uh, I hit the jackpot with his documentaries about the sky is falling and it's already too late. And, you know, Sean, all those places he showed and said, this is not going to be here in 10 years. So do something now. They're still there. They're still alive and doing well. Right. They, you back. You, you sound great, bro. <laughs> Thank you, man. It's good to be back. I appreciate the call. Yeah, they keep moving that tipping point. Because uh, I, I, it's really not about tipping points. It's really not about the environment. Uh, i got to take a break. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Russia at war with Ukraine. Get the latest and stay connected with Newstalk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. Newstalk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. Final few moments of the show. My computer shut down, Chris, so if anybody calls, you'll have to whisper in my ear. Because my computer is a piece of crap. Um, 210-599-5599. It is good to be back. Uh, let's see, looking at the Fox News, 2.4 or 1.4 million Ukrainians uh, have found safety in Poland. We are on day 15 of this thing. And uh, the images are horrible, man. You're just looking at the, the, the destruction of whole neighborhoods. and just wonder how it's all going to shake out. You know, and also, I, I have been watching a lot of news recently, but a couple of things, uh, uh, you know, w- one of the things that, that happened with Fox News is that at 10 o'clock, 
And it's because of the time difference. Because uh, you know, when when stuff really starts going down in Ukraine, it's more towards evening for our time. Is that the Gutfeld show is is not on right now because they start their live coverage out of Ukraine at 10 p.m. So if you want a shot of Gutfeld, you got to get it during the five. And Chris and Don, I've noticed, I've, I've discovered something, and this came to me yesterday, and it's not just the meds. I, can, I can't, because they gave Jesse Waters a whole hour. Jesse Waters, you know who he is on the Fox News there? Kind of a smarmy dude. For a long time, he had his own Sunday show called Waters World. And he would always say, oh, it's water, it's my world, you're just moving through it. And they gave that guy a full hour on the Fox News. And I've, noticed, I've, I've, I've discovered that I can only take a small dose of that guy. Like, I can deal with that guy on the five, with, with Jesse Waters on the five, where he's got a few minutes here or a couple of seconds there. But the whole show isn't sticking Jesse Waters. But, man, asking me to suffer through an entire hour of Jesse Waters every night is just too much to ask. So you like him when he's, he's too, watered huh? down? I like him when he's watered down, when Jesse's water, when Waters is watered down. He's too smarmy for an entire hour. That's all I'm saying. And so when Jesse Waters comes on, this is my my routine now. When Jesse Waters comes on, I turn back to Guy Fieri in the Food Channel for an hour. Or I I try to catch an odd episode of Matlock if it's on. Because I can't, and then I go back, and then by the time I get back, then I think it's, uh, is it Brett Bear? No, it's not Brett Bear. Brett Bear comes on before, I don't know. I go back to Brett Bear. Because I can't deal with an hour of Jesse Waters. It's just too much Jesse. Just way too much. So I just want to get my uh, TV watching habits out there on the air. Because maybe you have discovered the same thing. But the, I tell you what, Shannon Bream and the, the, the folks at night have done a phenomenal job of covering this thing. Uh, starting off at 10 o'clock every night. Oh, and you know who else I can't stand? Since I'm just talking about people on Fox I can't stand. I can't stand Hannity. But I, I, I've disliked Hannity for a long time. God, if i got to hear him say, let not your heart be troubled one more time, I'm going to vomit. And you know who else I can't stand? Laura Stinkin' Ingram. It's like a double shot of obnoxious. Sean Hannity in the, in, and then goes into Laura Ingram. That's just too much to ask of anybody, man. And I'm online looking at the news online. But Shannon Bream is done at night. With, she's got all these guys that are alive in, 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 in Ukraine and just done a phenomenal job. And Bill Hemmer, does Bill Hemmer ever sleep at this point? Bill Hemmer and the board. You know the board? It's the big uh, uh, audio-visual computer board thing they have that shows the map of Ukraine. And Bill Hemmer's out there, and he's showing you where the troop movements are and what's going on. Brett Baer takes over board duties at night. But let's face it, it's Bill Hemmer's board, man. The first few days of, of, of the war, I don't think, I don't think Hemmer slept. He was on constantly, 24 hours a day, at the board pointing stuff out. Just riffing on Fox News, that's all. <laughs> oh, we got a couple minutes left. And the people you hate. And the people I dislike. Well, because my whole life is sitting in this living room and watching TV. And I, I read a lot of books. I've been reading a lot. But I can't move around. I mean, I, I can't go anywhere right now. And so when I was in the hospital, I would watch a lot of TV. And uh, and now I'm at home watching a, a fair amount of tube. And it's just the, my only entertainments, Chris and Donna, are the cats and 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 the and the TV. Jar Jar. Jarvis, stop calling. 
Chris has been calling my cat. My cat's name is Jarvis. He's the most famous cat in San Antonio. And ever since we got Jarvis, Chris has been calling him Jar Jar. And the reason he calls him Jar Jar is because he knows I despise that character Jar Jar in the Star Wars movies. And so to insult my cat, my cat, and to mock me, he calls Jarvis Jar Jar. And now I have listeners doing it. Now I have people on my Facebook page that every time I bring up little Jarvis, they go, you mean Jar Jar? And I thank you. It's your fault. You did this to me. You mean Jar Jar? Which one's Jar Jar? (laughs) LOL. LOL. So uh, that's my my, my life right now, uh, watching TV. And so when TV is all you do is sit and watch TV, your, your opinions on TV become very important to you. And these are like I, well, I don't understand why MeTV runs the Waltons right before Bonanza. You know what I mean? That's kind of a hard turn. You know what I mean? Like you go from something really squeaky clean into Bonanza, it doesn't really make sense to me. And why do they have the Waltons on anyway? That show is depressing as hell. That show is so depressing. It's like the depression itself. It's depressing to watch the Waltons. And John Boy needs to get a job. I'm just saying, you get a job, dude. So they should do that okay. once, one time when they're saying goodnight. Instead of goodnight, John Boy, get a job, John Boy. John Boy, get a job. You're not a journalist if you're printing the, the paper up in your own garage. Get a job, John Boy. I'm going to change your name to Job Boy. There you go. It's Job Boy. Goodnight, Job Boy. Hit the bricks in the morning. Get a job. It's a depression, baby. Get out of the overalls. Get a job. Okay. Well, that's going to about do it for me. Uh, good to be back. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Thanks to uh, Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer, Don Morgan, and my good brother, Trey Ware, and Greg Martin, and everybody, and all of you for sending me prayers and thoughts every single day. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. We'll see you tomorrow on News Talk 550 KTSA. Bye. (laughs) 